It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I am just uh, excited. Always am on Sunday morning. I love being with you, spending an hour just talking about the good things of the Lord. We talk about the church, as I say, dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well, and God on his throne. Hallelujah. He is so much involved in our lives, more than you realize, more than likely, but Word of God says that he loves us each and every one so much, the scripture says, that he gave his only begotten son, that if you believe in him, you don't have to worry about not going to heaven because heaven will be your new home when it's all said and done down here. And that's just a glorious thing. I love hearing from the radio audience. People call me from time to time and let me know they're tuned in, and I appreciate it very, very much. You can call me at 850-567-1703. I have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we always speak well of one another. That's the way we've done it now. Show number 1058 today. We've interviewed a lot of people on this broadcast, but it's possible but I haven't gotten you here yet, and you are involved in Christian ministry. You're a pastor, preacher, missionary. You are involved in jail ministry. Maybe you work with the homeless. I, there's all kinds of things that folks do, and I love to hear about it, and this radio audience wants to hear about it. So what you need to do is pick up your phone, call me, area code 850-567-1703, and Let's set up a time for you to come in. We'll pre-record the show. We'll have it ready for 8 o'clock here on Sunday morning on 94.1. And uh, we'll talk about your passion. That's what we do. We talk about what you are passionate about in serving the Lord Jesus Christ in your area of ministry. And it's very important that we tell our story because if we don't tell it, then somebody else is going to tell it for us. And we may not like their version of it. So this is your opportunity. And also, if you want to tune in to the podcast, you can find it there. Type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee. It'll come up to you and look for show number 1058. Or perhaps maybe you want to listen to one of the other shows. There's a lot of content there, the interviews. And then sometimes I don't have guests in the studio, kind of like today. And in those times... I get to talk about what's on my heart. And uh, I've been a pastor now for a lot of years. And uh, one of those uh, uh, people who just hasn't uh, moved on. I've stayed in the same place, been pastoring the same church for over 40 years. And uh, I've always said, well, the congregation, they move, and we just stay stay put. But uh, I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We're in the Crescent Park Plaza. You've got time to get up this morning or get dressed or whatever it is you need to do and uh, come worship with us, 11.05. So you've got plenty of time. 
And you'll find us at 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. If you're heading uh, down Park Avenue, or not Park Avenue, but uh, Capital Circle toward Park Avenue, after you cross over Easterwood Drive there by the Tom Brown Park where you turn in to go there, you just start looking. And uh, you'll see it. Sign there on the side of the road says uh, Freedom Road Christian Ministry. And we'll look for you and enjoy spending time with you, fellowship with you, worship together, uh, good music, love the Word of God. We've got children's ministry for you. Bring the children, bring the family. And uh, it'll be a blessing. FRCM.us, that's the uh, web address. Last week, and uh, let's see. The week before that, we had Brother Logan George and his wife, India, on the show. But uh, previous to that, I talked about the call of God. This is very important because we need young people to respond to the ministry. Sometimes there's people who are not so young, but yet there's a call of God in your life. And there have been a lot of people who have gone into the ministry in their 40s. Some of them in their 50s. I know of a couple that went to Mexico in their 60s. Serve God faithfully. They built a tremendous ministry. <laughs> so basically, the call of God is very important and very personal. But along with that is also the voice of God. And I write about this uh, in a book that I wrote called Dreams and Visions and Stories of Faith. I talk about the voice of God and how it is that this, uh, this expression that I used, and I probably didn't uh, create it, I probably borrowed it from somebody. The voice, the, the sheep know his voice. And after you've walked with God for a while and you've had communication with God, you know when God's speaking to you. Well, in the uh, time that we spent together last Sunday morning, talking about the call of God, I talked about different individuals. But I, I talked about Gideon. Well, as a part of my regular discipline, I'm in the Word every day. And uh, I always read a portion of the Old Testament. I read a portion of the Psalms. I read a portion of the uh, Gospels. And then I read in the Epistles and the Book of Acts from there on. And so... In the process of my Old Testament readings, I have read through Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and all that, read through uh, the uh, book of Joshua, and I read all about how that uh, God raised up this nation called Israel, and uh, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and of course, uh, Jacob was the one whose name was changed from Jacob to Israel. And God raised up these people, and he made covenant with them. And he said, if you will serve me, and if you will acknowledge that I'm God, then I walk with you, and I will bless you. And then I, I, I read through the book of Joshua and those last days of Moses and how that God kept saying, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you this land. This land is flowing with milk and honey and you're going to inhabit it. 
and you're going to drive out the infidel. And so I read all about the crossing of the Jordan River and uh, how did they walk across on dry land and God just stopped the water. He just, he just held it back and waters were just piling up and how they crossed over the Red Sea or, or the, uh, the Jordan River and uh, they marched around that giant, that, that uh, highly fortified city of Jericho and watched the walls fall down. And, uh, and then they began to pursue, and everybody around them were in fear of the Israelites. They were coming. They're coming. They began to divide up the land. And then we turn the page, and we come to the book of Judges. And uh, interesting thing as you begin to read the book of Judges, you, you realize that the mission had not been accomplished. And uh, Joshua is, is saying this in his last days. He said to the different tribes, you have not claimed all that's yours. You have not driven out the, the infidel, the, the minister, or the, the, those who would oppose you. You have not been faithful to what God has called you to do and given you to do. And because of that, you don't have rest in the land. And then we come to this uh, part of the scripture in, in the book of Judges chapter 6 where it tells us that instead of being thankful and hearing the voice of God and obeying the voice of God and driving the enemy out, they'd allowed them to stay and they had become mixed with them. And it just grieves my heart when I read here in the, the book of Judges how that the, they begin to worship the gods of these heathen nations, the ones that, that, that when God took Abraham up on the mountain and he said, that, look, he said, your descendants are going to cover this land someday. But not yet, because the cup of the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And so there's going to be a time to where they will so defile themselves that I will spew them out of the land. But now, instead of that happening, they talk about the children of Israel. They have allowed these gods, these false gods, to become a part of their life and a part of their culture. And now instead of having the blessings of God upon them, they were being oppressed by a foreign nation, a foreign people who had become so strong that they were now oppressing God's children, the ones that were promised the promised land. It's just sad. It's just sad to read about it. And uh, this is where we come to talking about the voice of God and hearing the voice of God and knowing the voice of God. Is God came to this young man by the name of Gideon and the incredible story about it. 
and how that God used this young man, even though he was uh, reluctant and he was overwhelmed by the society in which he lived and the oppression, the oppression and the oppressive hand that was upon his people. But uh, God came to him. And, uh, well, this just causes me to just pause and say, Lord, that's right. He's there with you. The good, the bad, you're not alone. And uh, when you're responding to God moving in your life and, and you hear the voice of God, and you realize that this is the same voice that's come to a lot of people over a lot of years. And God has called people out and he speaks to them. But when you're new in this thing called the, the walk of faith, sometimes you're not sure. And we talked about this last week about how the Gideon said, uh, um, God, you're going to have to show me this some way or another. And he did. He did. He he said, well, we're going to put this fleece out there, and uh, if it's wet and everything else is dry, then I'll know that, that God, you're speaking to me. And, and it happened just that way, and they, they wrung that fleece out, and it was just full of water, and it filled a bowl up with water. Everything else around it was dry. And then it was just the opposite. They, he said, this time, he says, uh, I want the fleece to be dry and everything else around it wet, and that's the way it happened. So that was a way of God affirming to Gideon that there was a call in his life. But here's the thing that we have to take into consideration. It's easy to be just overwhelmed with everything that's going on around you. If you're living in a, in a time such as we're living in now to where there seems to be a lot of uh, uh, oppression against those who call themselves Christian believers, people who are in church, if you would make a stand for righteousness and you speak it forth, sometimes they try to block you in social media, there's different things that happens when a person becomes bold to speak truth and to proclaim the gospel. Well, Gideon lived in that type of, of setting these were hard times for the children of Israel, the people of Israel. And, and much of it was brought on themselves. But they were being oppressed by the Midianites. And uh, these people, uh, they had grown powerful. And then they, they joined an alliance with the Amorites. And, of course, we know from Scripture that Amorites was a, uh, a group of people that God opposed fiercely. And God had declared that they should be totally destroyed, totally wiped out. But it hadn't happened. And uh, I just, in my readings, I, I came back to this scripture again. And so I, I read all about it. I said, wow, I didn't see all of that before. But this is before God came to Gideon and spoke to him through the angel. It describes the situation. And these Midianites had become so strong and so powerful that literally they were, they were just uh, counted as being multitudes of people. 
and uh, it says that they were like they they'd become so many of them between the the Midianites and the Amorites that they looked like grasshoppers. It's just so many of them, and, and the and they had camels. And if you've never read anything about the the history of the discovery of the camel, it's not that the camel hadn't been around; they didn't know the potential of the camel. And the, the camel opened up the world to travel like never before. I mean, sea travel had been around for a long time, but it was very, very precarious, very dangerous, and uh, could only be done seasonally. But somebody found this out, and I don't know exactly how they did it, but they found out that the of the endurance of the camel and how that the camel could cross a desert with just a little bit of water that they, they would store up in its little hump. And they, they became known as the ships of the desert. And so here these Midianites, they had thousands of camels. And uh, they had traveled from a distance to where they could, they could come through the deserts. And now here they were. And they were, they were afflicting the Israelites. And what they were doing is that they were literally coming in and stealing their, their flocks, their, their animals, their sheep, their goats, their, their cattle, and they were stealing their crops. And the Israeli people had become very impoverished during this time. They were, they were desperate and they were destitute. And that's when we discover this man by the name of Gideon, who God sent an angel to, and, and uh, he said, Gideon, thou mighty man of God. <laughs> and I told you this last week. He's over there, they're, they're thrashing their wheat over at the wine press, trying to hide from the Ammonites so that they wouldn't come and steal what little meager provisions they had. And here he was, the angel of God saying to him, thou mighty man of God hiding over here at the wine press. But God spoke to him. Now there are people who do not believe that a person can hear from God. And uh, if they knew that you were a person who would say, well, God spoke to me, they'd ridicule you and they'd make fun of you and they, they, they'd say you're, you're crazy. But I'm here to tell you, I've heard from God. I've heard the voice of God. I've had God speak to me in a, in a different ways. But I know it was the voice of God. And, and the thing about it is that in my walk, I recognize his voice as he would speak to me. And he would speak through, to me through my heart. He'd speak to me through his word. And uh, God is faithful to do that. But God was coming to Gideon for the first time. And uh, God had a word for him, something that he had for him to do. But Gideon needed the affirmation, as we all do, because we want to hear. And we want to know that the voice that we hear truly is God. Well, that's true. No one like God. Because nobody else has the 
perspective. And nobody else has the heart of God who loves people and has a desire to bring people into fellowship with him that we may dwell with him for an eternity. And you see, that becomes our work. That becomes the work that God has given to us. It's an amazing thing that God has given that work to you and I, believers. He didn't give it to angels to do. Now, he'll send angels from time to time to strengthen us and to fortify us. But it's not the work of the angels. It's the work of mankind that he's given to us to bring salvation, the word of salvation, to a lost and dying generation. And so that's why it's so important that God's people know how to hear and recognize the voice of God. It's, it's amazing, but it's important. Now, if you've just uh, tuned in this morning, as people do in Radio Land, you've tuned in to the Gospel of the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm the host. I do this every Sunday morning. Usually I, I have guests and like to interview people, and I'd love to interview you. If you're involved in Christian ministry, you need to call me, 567-1703. Put the air code on there, 850. And uh, let's get you in here in the studio. We'll interview you in, in uh, that, the Big Ben area of Tallahassee, or, or Big Ben of Florida and Tallahassee, South Georgia, people listening on the Internet all over the world get to hear what God's doing in your life and your ministry. So I'm encouraging you to call me. But today, we're taking some time just to talk about the voice of God and how important it is to know the voice of God and to respond to it. Because God's leading a movement and is using humans to do it. And uh, us humans, ooh, I tell you, <laughs> we're, we're, a, we're a tough lot to lead sometimes. But story of Gideon and he was in a time to where oppression was all around him his people were being persecuted literally just starved to death and God saw something in this young man you know, like I say he was reluctant but God saw something in him and so he sent the angel to tell him that uh, actually, before the angel, there was a prophet that uh, God rose up. And this prophet would prophesy, and he'd say, you, talking about the nation of Israel, you have caused yourself to come into this misery because of your rejection of God. You've put away the true and the living God. You begin to, to uh, raise up these groves and these high places, and you've been worshiping to the God Baal and Ashtoreth, and, and it's an abomination before God. That was the prophetic word that came, came through. And then, but yet he said, I'm going to send a deliverer to you. And the way I understand this, a lot of these stories that we find in the book of Judges are, are regional. Other things would be happening to other providences of 
of the uh, tribes that had been populated and had been established and settled. And there'd be regions where these uh, hands of oppression would come upon the people. And here was Gideon out there threshing his wheat by the wine press, and this angel appeared to him and began to challenge him to respond to the word of God and to the voice of God. This is a difficult thing. But Gideon said, well, look, if, if, uh, if this is God, didn't prove it to me. And so finally, through that whole process, Gideon comes to the place where he's prepared to hear what God says. Now listen to me, because this is a very important point that I'm about to give you. As soon as he signed on, God began to challenge him. And it will happen every time. I'm just telling you. I told you this last week. He said, when Abraham left Haran and crossed the Haran River to go into the land of Canaan, first thing that happened, famine. There came a famine. And there'll be those famines. There'll be those times of testing that will come. When you say, Lord, I hear your voice, I want to be faithful. I want to follow what you're saying. Then God's going to challenge that. And he's going to, he's going to cause you to be tested. And so what happened after Gideon had said, God, all right, you, you've, you've convinced me. I'm ready to follow you. God told him, is that I want you to go and I want you to tear down this grove, which was a place to worship idols. So I want you to gather up some men, and that's what I want you to do. And uh, Gideon is just astounded. He says, what kind of an assignment is this? He said, this grove with these idols in it belonged to my father. <laughs> you want me to go to my own father's place and destroy this grove and, and cast down these idols that he's made to the god Baal. And God said, yep, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's what I want you to do. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That, that, that would have to cause you to, to question. Well, maybe I just got this whole thing wrong. Maybe I didn't hear from God after all. Or maybe I just don't want to do it. <laughs> but nevertheless, when God calls us and you hear the voice of God, it may not always be something that you're saying, oh, yeah, 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 that's just, this is just what I wanted to do. This is just the way I wanted to do it. No, it doesn't always go that way. When God speaks, sometimes he wants to know where your heart is. So, Gideon said, okay. So he goes, and he goes into this grove, and he tears down these idols. And the next day, when it's revealed, boy, it, it, it caused a stink. <laughs> and everybody said, who did this? Who did this? Who, who tore down my grove and, and messed up my idols? And somebody said, it's uh, 
this Belshazzar, which was the new name for Gideon, now that he was a, a follower of God. And he says, Gideon. And, and uh, I mean, it caused quite a stir. But Gideon had to stand faithful because he, he had to be accountable to the God that he served and what he felt in his heart as responding to the voice that he'd heard that this is God. Just a reminder to all of us, tell me over and over and over again. Um, I'm going to interpret that to say, God, I never get tired of hearing your voice, and I always want to make sure I've got it right. So, Lord, just just keep on telling me and reminding me about the call of God in my life and the uh, assurance that I'm hearing the voice of God. This is the uh, Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am just talking about the call of God and the voice of God as God's voice comes forth to you and you hear his voice and you walked with him long enough that you recognize his voice and you respond to it. That's, that's where Gideon was. He, he was learning this whole thing about obedience to God. He'd gone down now and he'd tore down those uh, groves, those idols, and uh, he'd raised up an army. And I told you earlier that, that these were, were regional conflicts that portions of, of Israel would be affected by this. And it says that and he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh and Asher and Zebulun and Nathali. So those were the tribes they were involved in this thing. And it says, and God, uh, he said unto God, if thou wilt save Israel by mine hand as thou hast said. So, now, here is the, the army that's been raised. And they're going to go withstand against Midian and, and uh, uh, the others who were involved in, in, a, in a league with them. Now, you're looking at a young man, not a military man, not a person who's ever led an army before, and this has got to require a lot of courage and a lot of confidence that uh, you've heard from God. And this is a, this is a very, very important point about serving God is that assurance in your heart that you know you've heard from God. See, this is, is so important to me that sometimes I fear just moving out because I, I, I want to hear from God. And, and, and the fortunate thing about my life and my ministry, I, has, I have heard from God. There have been things in my life that very clearly God spoke to me and gave me an affirmation and a reassurance. And one of them is just being here on the radio. And I, I, I talk about this in, in the book that I wrote. Is that God, well, 
just back up just a little bit. I started doing radio ministry. The first time I ever got behind a radio microphone was 1978. It was just a, a few weeks. Somebody, uh, our pastor had left our church. The, the board wanted me to go to, and use up the airtime that the church had already paid for. But that planted a seed. I came to Tallahassee in 1979, 1980. Went to WCVC 1330 AM and started doing a daily five-minute broadcast. I did that for two years and then stopped and did not do any radio for 20 years but yet God kept speaking to my heart that this is something that was not finished and that I needed to be faithful to a calling that God had put in my life and finally after 20 years he got hold of my heart in such a way that I responded and went back into the radio ministry so I have such a assurance in my heart that God called me to this radio microphone I don't I don't have any reservations about that at all and so I proceed forward don't always know exactly what God's got in mind but but I'm up for the challenge because I've heard the voice of God and see this is where Gideon was now he'd heard the voice of God and and he knew that that God was in this thing even though he did not know how he did not feel that he was equipped militarily but he'd heard the voice of God. And see, this is where I have problems a lot of times when uh, I hear somebody testify, oh, God's, uh, God's called me to be at this church. This is the hand of God. I've heard the voice of God. I'm supposed to be the pastor of this church. And then a year later, they moved on. They're going, okay, th- did I miss something here? I thought you said that God called you to do this. Or, or somebody says, well, I'm, I'm gonna be starting this ministry and then after a few months, they're moved on to something else. And I'm going, wait a minute, what, what happened here? <laughs> because you see, following the voice of God is not always easy. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be challenges, I'm just telling you. But did you truly hear the voice of God? Did the Spirit of God come to you and speak to your heart? What if he has and, and you feel that's been affirmed in your life, then you don't have the, the liberty to just walk off and go do something else because this is the call of God in your life. And Gideon could not get away from the call of God and the voice of God that he'd heard. And even though he didn't feel like he was equipped to do it, he was, he was ready to do it. And so he'd raised this army and uh well we we got it made now (laughs) see this is the this is the uh flaw of humanity is we get our eyes off of god we get our eyes focused on something else and say well well this is the answer right here this is this is how it's done and uh god says no and, and he, he told Gideon, he says, you, you, you've, you put your trust in the wrong thing because you've put your trust in a multitude of people, but that's not going to be your deliverer. Your deliverer is going to come from God, and God's going to do it in his own way. And so the voice of God comes to Gideon and says, you, you're going to have to just scale this army down. It's It's too big. Because you see, when victory comes, 
this armor, you'll get the glory. And uh, people won't be mindful to give the glory to God. That's very important. That's very important in our leadership, in our service to God, that we not allow ourselves to want to take the glory into ourselves because if we do that, then we will have failed God because he, he alone gets the glory. The voice of God. I tell you, it's, a, it's an awesome thing when, when God speaks to somebody. And uh, I've had some beautiful moments in my life where truly God has come to me. There's been times when God has come to me scolding me severely. There was a time when I thought God was going to kill me. I was, I was frightened because I'd been disobedient. There was another time when God came to me and I felt this intense love. And uh, God spoke very uh, kindly to me. And uh, Gideon was a man who was learning to hear the voice of God. And uh, as I said, he he raised this army. He he'd sent out the runners to uh, the different tribes, Manasseh, Nathali, and uh, Zebulun, and and he said, "Come on, we got to go fight." And uh, this huge army had arrived, and I'm sure he he felt some security in that. I've got this big army to go fight against the Midianites that, that's described as being like grasshoppers. There were so many of them, and they were so powerful. And they had these they had these caravans, and they had the camels, and God said, um, no, because uh, you've got your trust in the wrong thing. And the, the book of Judges, chapter 7 and 2, and the Lord said unto Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Least, listen to this now, listen. Least Israel vault themselves against me, saying, my own hand has saved me. In other words, he said, they're going to go out there, and if they have victory, they're going to say, oh, look at us. Look at this great army we did. Look what, what we accomplished. And God says, no. To, to God be the glory. Now, think about that for a moment. To God be the glory. In other words, God's not going to share his glory with anyone else. You, me. No. To God be the glory. And so God said, take them down to the water. And those who lap the water like a dog, he says, you keep them. Send everybody else home. And out of that great army, there were 300. And God said, I'm going to save Israel from the Midianites with 300 men. And uh, anybody would have said, that's impossible. That can't be. And thus, we find the human mind and the human heart. That's, that's often where we are. 
Because we look at circumstances, situations, we put our trust in the wrong thing. And we find ourselves overwhelmed and bewildered and many people just throw up their hands and quit. And all across the landscape, there have been a lot of people who have left ministry because they had their eyes focused on the wrong thing. And uh, I remember I knew a man who used to travel around in the open Bible churches. He had a mission that he was involved in, and he would come to our church here in Tallahassee quite often. And I, I saw him in uh, California at one of our national conventions, and he told me, he said, and this is probably after we'd been here maybe 20 years. He said, uh, when you and Tammy came to that little church in Tallahassee, he said, we were really concerned about you. He talked about him and his wife. He said, the church didn't have anything to offer you. And, uh, but you guys, this is what he said. His word's not mine. He said, you guys just rolled up your sleeves and just went to work. And uh, that's pretty much what happened. Because, well, I'm just confessing this because I, I don't mean to, to make myself anything at all because I'm not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a flawed individual. And God knows that. But the thing about it is it, we never talk to the church about salary. We still don't don't worry about that. And we've been here, like I say, over 40 years, and God sustained us. We've raised this beautiful family, got grandkids, and and the blessings of God upon us. And so Gideon had to learn. He said, it's not, it's not about this great army that you have created. It's about trusting God. And God used that 300 to deliver Israel from the Midianites and the Amorites and gave them a glorious victory. And established Gideon as a judge over Israel for, for a lifetime. There's something to be learned here. First of all, is it Here's the voice of God. Did you hear the voice of God or did you not? If you heard the voice of God, then you can rely on that. Because to me, that's, that's, that's the glimpse that I need. And there are many times in, in decision making, I said, Lord, just, if I can just hear the voice of God speak to me about this, that I won't be anxious about it anymore because I, I would have heard the voice of God. There's been times in my life, and, and even, even now, something that, that uh, we're dealing with in, in our ministry, we're saying, Lord, I'm not sure which way to go here because I have not heard the voice of God, and I don't want to miss God and do something that, that God's not in. And so hearing the voice of God a lot of times just requires being quiet. Just being quiet before him. Allowing him to speak so that we'll know that we're truly hearing. Father God, I thank you that we can hear his name. God, I pray of our churches today. I pray of each and every one who's heard this broadcast today, Father God. We pray, God, for America. We pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. Father God, we pray these things in Jesus' name.
Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.